Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Finally, we have Paul back on the show. We missed you. How are you doing, Paul? Thanks, mate. What an introduction. I feel lovely, especially now. Oh, great. Great. Um, it, it's so good to have you back. Uh, it's not that we didn't have some pretty good episodes in the last couple of weeks, but it just wasn't the same without you. Thanks, mate. Yeah, you did a wonderful job. And Unenshawn were awesome. I really like listening to them. Now, that being said, uh, I just want to take a quick minute before we start the episode just to uh, just to announce that uh, I am going to be taking a bit of a hiatus from the show for uh, for a few weeks. Uh, it's indeterminate at the moment, but it won't be too long. I do promise I will be back. It's I, I, I love working on the show very much, and I am not walking away from it. Uh, I just have a few things I need to tend to, and I just, um, I, uh, as much as I love working on the show, and I've always put this as a high priority for myself, uh, there are a few things that I do start to need to put a little bit more focus back on, so I just need a little bit of time to uh, take care of a few things. I will be back when I am ready. I'm not sure when it is. This is nothing bad. It's nothing to be concerned about. I just, um, you know... The show is almost a year old. I've been doing, we've been doing this uh, almost every single week since we started. And it's just, um, I guess, consider it like a sabbatical. Uh, in the meantime, Paul is going to continue the show with, uh, without me, which is great. I, I would love personally to see how uh, <laughs> Paul at the helm of the show for a little bit and see, uh, I, I think that'd be a huge learning experience for both of us to see his take and, uh, for him to learn how to do things that I normally is uh, left for me. So, uh, just, you know, I, I, you won't hear my voice for a few weeks here, but don't worry. It, everything will be back to normal very soon. Yes. Brace yourselves for a severe drop in quality all around. <laughs> from content to editing and no but it, I, I was really sad when you first told me mate until you reassured me you'd be back i i think i played jurassic park theme on the piano and wept a little bit <laughs> until <laughs> just waiting for that that response text of yours to come back but as, as long as you're coming back i think it's all right and that was a, a you know everybody out there just get off his back all right i know you're gonna bug him about <laughs> it he's, he's gonna take break I'll, I'll do my best obviously it won't be the same nearly the same without you um but i'll do my best to, to entertain people and I, I would like to bring on um as many people as I, I as i can because one guy into a mic is kind of yeah so um hopefully you guys can look forward to hearing from uh some people in the community and uh with that being said let's move on with the show So, Paul, of all the games that you've personally played to completion, are there any where you ever felt very unsatisfied by the ending? Oh, God, yeah. I love complaining, mate, and I find ways to do so even when not warranted. Uh, so, yeah, and in this case, there's plenty of games that warrant being, you know, uh, disappointed in the ending. Mm -hmm. Which is... Uh... Which is what I kind of figured. I, th I think a lot of us can relate to that. I think a lot of gamers in general, in, in all sorts of media, uh, books, movies, uh, possibly even music, uh, you know, there's a lot of times where the ending just doesn't quite live up to the experience that led up to that ending. So I think uh, now would be a good time to talk about some of our, not just the most disappointing endings, but just basically uh, which game endings have we played that we wish that we could change. So what would we do differently if we could pick games and and redo 
how it ends. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're going to tell people how to do things better in hindsight. Everyone loves that. There's no higher form of creativity than backseat criticism. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big sports guy, so I need some outlet to sit on the couch and yell about doing the jobs better. And I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> game devs, but it's you. Let Let me start on this one, just because there is um. There's as soon as you mention disappointing endings or endings that you would like to change, there's an immediate elephant in the room, and everyone's just waiting for this one. Um, I'm going to right away address Mass Effect Three. It's um yeah everyone's heard of the disappointment of the Mass Effect three ending. Some people like it, you know, because everything that ever exists, there's the people who like it, even if a lot of people overwhelmingly don't, and vice versa. But uh, Mass Effect three for me, I think was actually not that bad once they expanded on it. What once they kind of. Uh, lengthened the ending a little bit more it kind of had a little bit more of a satisfying feel to it i get that people are disappointed that it came down to just simply choosing which ending that you want and i get that i i still don't think it's the ideal ending so i'm not really defending it against the criticisms but at the same time i think uh, it would have been I personally would have just liked if they did a Fallout style ending where they just basically give like a quick epilogue for every single little um, uh, side story and subquest that you did along the way, just to give you a little bit of closure on you know the effects and consequences of what you've done throughout the series. I think as long as they threw that in, uh, I would have been completely satisfied, or well, I mean ninety five percent satisfied enough for me to not really complain too bad about the ending anymore how was the wording because it sounds extremely unimaginative and, and very uncryptic which you'd want it to be like the last thing i'd want is like hey you know choose good or bad like make it make it some sort of a i don't know like, um, it was more words than that but that was basically what it was they pretty much told you okay if you want to be a good person then do that or you know if you want to be the paragon do this if you want to be the renegade do this it was just it was really kind of just very i think you can i think there was maybe like a neutral ending too uh so i think there are three possibilities if you do everything exactly right there's kind of like a little bit of a add-on to the ending that shows that shepherd survived because the general ending is that shepherd your character dies right yeah i get that a lot of the, the games i'm going to mention have that bloody same problem where it really wouldn't take much more to satisfy me like another in some cases just just another epilogue or just another five minutes of the game or whatever i don't need much more but some of the games just stop just too bloody short um it seems like yeah uh, it seems like developers get like uh fatigue sometimes and you can really mm -hmm. feel that in the game where where and a lot of times it's earned and everything but i i feel like i've played a good handful of games um commercial or not that that end where you could just tell the developers like I gotta get fuck out of here, mate. I've been doing this for three years. <laughs> apparently, my uh, apparently I had a child. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it's just it's, you could feel them just getting antsy, in my opinion. And and the pace yeah. the pacing just gets really wonky. Where it just takes a nosedive and we're out. Credits. You know, we've, we've been in crunch for two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just let us out. So, so I guess if we consider those kind of our honorable mentions, it's sort of the, not that they necessarily had a bad ending, just they didn't really have an ending at all. Uh, what would be some of your picks for some of the games that just needed just a little bit more just because it wasn't satisfying? Like there wasn't really an end to justify the game that you played up to that point. I, I think a good example of, of 
relating to, to that thing you said to me a minute ago in the form of a question, um, i.e. your question, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be, uh, would be Gold Rush, Sierra's Gold Rush. Um, I love that game. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a bitch. It's, it's a beast of a game. There's some really, you know, just EGA tropes in that game. Um, there's a there's a maze in it which I, I always hate mazes in games but especially when mm. and as in this case when it's like a dark maze that's lit by a torch or whatever so you can't even see the if you've done something wrong you can't you don't even know where you've done it wrong so it, it, oh my god it, you know just it takes something that makes it last forever and gold rush does that it's another part of gold rush um critique wise and, and i'm making a point with this about the ending uh, another point in gold rush where you bloody mine for gold out by a riverbed and you basically just have to you know hit enter or, t- or type in uh mine or dig or whatever I, I somebody counted once it's it's almost like 50 or 100 times it's a it's a ridiculous oh, God. it's because there's not gold in every spot but that don't matter because you need a lot of gold anyway so it's it's just bloody it takes forever it's not good replayability so my point is you know, you, you really work hard to get to the bloody ending of this game <laughs> and, and just do the, the most medial tasks and whatever. And when you get to the ending, uh, lights, but not really any stories. Yeah, all right, light spoiler. When you get to the ending, you know, you find the person that you're looking for. And right before, sorry, backing up, right before the ending, the last scene is that, that you're in this maze that's a cave and you're mining for gold again in it. I promise I like this game. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Could have fooled me. It takes bloody forever to get out of the cave with the right amount of gold. And then you just enter like a deeper pocket of the cave. Decent artwork and everything. Nice pretty scene. You find the person you were looking for way too conveniently in said cave. And the game ends. You know, you've done it. Thanks for playing Gold Rush. And it's just... It's in the spirit of your question in Mass Effect 3, it would only take just a little bit more. Like, show me, even if if even if it was as they ran the credits, like, just show me you and the person you're reunited with in this game back in New York where you started or doing something with all the gold that you just found. Some, just something that, like, brighter. Like, don't end the game in a bloody cave. Like, thanks for playing, you know. I promise you're really rich even though you're covered in, like, coal and whatever and, and stuck in the middle of a bloody cave with someone. It, it, it doesn't feel like you won the game. It, it feels kind of grim is my right. point. So it, I'm only asking for, like, a, again, like a not end credit scene, but, like, while the credits are rolling or not. But that's how little I need. Just just one more shot of us like <laughs> making it back home with our riches and looking at your when you get there you see like your sixth grade math teacher who said you'd be nothing and you're like, buddy, look at me now and whatever and <laughs> and then it ends. Like that's all I need. <laughs> so in terms of a game that I would say really just needed like the bare minimum just to kind of be satisfying, I I have to think of uh a game I played on the NES, which was a video game adaptation of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was fine and good. I know a lot of people look back and criticize it, and it's not without merit. There is a lot of um, criticism that it definitely deserves, but you know, for the time that it came out, when you sat down and played one game for half a year, it was fine at the time, uh, but even then still flawed. And one of the things was it was really quite... Um, it was very much a companion piece to the movie in the sense that you kind of really had to have seen the movie to really know what's going on in the game. Like it doesn't really explain very much to you. You'd kind of, there's nothing that really tells you what you're supposed to be doing or what you're supposed to try to achieve if you don't know the story of the movie. 
But basically, you know, you, you get to the end and you fight Judge Doom. And me and my best friend spent like, I don't know how long. It could have been weeks. It could have been months. We spent a long time just on fighting Judge Doom. We had the password that gave us everything to just go straight to him and fight him. And it was just like the hardest, most unbalanced, most unfair battle that kids our age, at least. I'd probably still have troubles playing it today. So when we finally, like this one time, just like a pure fluke, we finally managed to actually defeat Judge Doom and finish the game. And it gives us a black screen with text that says, you save Toontown, the end. And that was it. Like, they couldn't have even just given us, like, a static screen, like a picture, just to illustrate it. Just say, congratulations, you saved Toontown, and maybe, like, have a picture of these cartoon characters being happy. That's all. I, I, yeah, I don't need, like, an elaborate cutscene. Just give us, like, a picture that shows, like, happy tunes, and that's all I would have needed. But they wouldn't even give us that. So, yeah, I mean, and, and granted, there's only so much you can squeeze onto a cartridge of that size. But it's a considering how big the game actually was that they managed to fit onto that cartridge, they really could have just cut something out to make space for one picture. Yeah, but it's four kilobytes, mate. Come on, that's all. You know, break yeah. me off one. That's all. <laughs> and that—that that is the worst example again. When you have to work so hard, and, and they just give you a screen, and and you know, the, all you need is one more thing. I I can kind of bounce off of you with, with Roger Rabbit and say that um, Blue Force, a uh, uh, Police Quest style game done by um, Jim Walls from the, the original Police Quest games um, before the bloody Rodney King guy got in there. Um, <laughs> that's how you're known, sir. I don't know your name. Um, anyway, that, that game... For the record, it's Daryl F. Gates. Ah, thank you. Saved everyone a lot of Googling out there. Um <laughs> We kind of have to sometimes pretend like we know what we're talking about since we're a podcast. So yeah, that's going to be the a sacrifice listeners are going to have to make when you're when you're on hiatus, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Blade Blue Force. Okay, so I told you before we went on air that that I was going to mention this one, but I'm I said I wasn't going to mention it. Here I am because I don't I don't bloody care. Like it's just there's so many games like this on my list I won't mention where. I, uh, yeah, the ending was shit, but like the whole game is shit. So like, does it really matter? Like, I'm not gonna give you time <laughs> to have a better ending for your shit game when you didn't care to begin with. It's it's so hard to commit. Like, I'm just so excited to walk away from the, even the memory of certain games that it, it pains me to go back and and do the hard work for them that they didn't give to us. And <laughs> and that's overly harsh, especially in the case for Blue Force, because it's not a bad game. It's enjoyable. Anyone out there likes Police Quest, I do recommend you play it. It's only like two and a half hours playtime, um, but it's a bloody weird game. It's it's imperfect, obviously, but the the ending is the same as as Roger Rabbit, where it's just like, hey, you've done that thing you've been trying to do for two hours. The end. And like, ah, oh, right in the, you know, just oh, it, only two hours. I I. When I was young again, and this is on the NES again, me and my brother stayed up all night <laughs> playing Rampage. And there's a little trick to Rampage where if you play two players, you have unlimited continues as long as you don't both die at the same time. So as long as one of you is alive and can, and the other one dies, as long as, as, long as the other one can stay alive long enough for you to um, 
crawl off the screen and then continue, you can pretty much play indefinitely until the end of the game. And seriously, this game has like so many levels. I can't even count them all. I, I think it's like every single capital city in the world has its own level or something like that. And for some reason, just, you know, us being kids, we were determined to find the ending of this game because we're like, oh, it can't be that much longer, right? It's, it's after this one, right? It, it, there's, you know, it, there's it's, only it's like maybe a couple one. more levels. <laughs> no, it took us hours to get through this. There's no way anyone could have done this like single player, honestly. So I, I get the feeling like no one was ever meant to see the end <laughs> of the game because once you got, once they ran out of cities and had no more excuses to keep you playing, it was just a black screen that said congratulations. Oh god, that's and so that was beautiful. it. Like in a game about giant monsters destroying cities across the world, they couldn't come up with even a few words more than just congratulations. Yeah, no. Because at, at least at least Roger Rabbit said we saved Toontown. <laughs> this one didn't even bother to say you destroyed the world. <laughs> it ends on some some sort of internal crisis where it's like you you finish the game but what is that or anything else matter one day the sun's <laughs> gonna die and everything will drift off into a frozen wasteland nobody has a legacy nothing matters the end thanks for playing rampage <laughs> <laughs> i would have taken that over congratulations i, just, I really brought myself down saying that I, 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 it started out as a joke it got kind of real it's I need to cheer up. Um, no, I will say I, I bloody I, that I never made it to the end, but I loved Rampage. That was my like me and my friends. It, that was like a Stranger Things thing. Like we would get on our bikes and actually go to the bowling alley just to play Rampage in there. So that was the, oh, the yeah. most the most late eighties, early nineties things I've ever done in my life was going to play Rampage like every day until it got old. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's a wonderful game in small doses, yeah. and this game did not believe in small doses if you wanted to finish it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, that's that is really bad though. That that's uh, you know the ones we've mentioned prior don't need much, but but that one needs the least. Like you said, if you could just <laughs> yeah. be like, okay, you've taken over the world. Good job. You know, you, you live in a, a monkey yacht now. That's awesome. Anything, just some sort of bone, just. Ugh. I guess I can say, at least with arcades, especially public, you know, back in the day, there was like leaderboards and stuff like that, if it's any, but that's, that's yeah. no excuse. All right, we'll move on. Um, you want to go next? I guess you just went. Um, all right. I got one here. It's, uh, buddy, which one? Let's go with, I'm going to go with Space Quest 6 next on, on my list. I, I love this game. I know it's not uh, by far not the most popular Space Quest uh, game at all, probably maybe even the least, least favorite of, of the lot. I maintain that's that's probably two, but anyway, um, I really like this game. I I kind of agree with that. What, with six or two? Actually, eh, well, you know what? They're kind of tied. At least I bothered to finish two. Oh. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But I, but I was also motivated to finish two because three, four, and five are awesome. So I was like, well, I I gotta do this. Um, to connect just to connect the dots right I, I did play it like in hindsight like I did play one three four five and then went back and played two and then after six came out I played six and I started like I, I don't have any reason to continue with this <laughs> yeah it's 
I will say really quick on too. Imagine like you you have a whole team behind you. You can create any space adventure you want. You can go to any far out galaxy or planet or environment ever with any sort of exotic alien. And they're like, hey, mm-hmm. let's put this game in a regular jungle with monkeys. Like, fuck off. Mate. You had the whole <laughs> universe to work with. That's why I guess yeah. I still love it. I, love it. I, I will say this about Space Quest 6, though. There were good things about it. Like the humor was actually really good. Uh the humor was really good or really bad for me. Yeah. Like, there was parts I Oof. really liked and parts I really didn't like. Uh, but it had its high moments. But it just wasn't enough to keep me interested somehow in the end. Yeah, I, I, I think Gary Owens did so much for that game. And if anyone out there, if, if you own a copy of the game, like on Steam or physically, whatever, you can uh, download Phil Fortier's uh, SCI Companion. Bloody brilliant brilliant piece of work um and go take a look at the audio files because there's a bunch in this on the cd and then download uh, a bunch of gary owens outtakes that they didn't use and some of them are nasty they're really funny um really oddly <laughs> inappropriate especially in his voice um but i recommend that it's a lot of fun you could probably just find them online too but anyway so my thing with six is that five does this thing where it's like hey we've been running a series of games with a pretty consistent story arc and continuity and we're going to wrap it up neatly with involving your wife and your son. And then the same team that done that game, I love you lot, and I do love Six, but the same team that done that game, it's like they, they had like a, a temporary amnesia, and they completely forgot that Five Ends really wrapped up and that you're with a, a wife. And then Six starts where you're just like the cavalier, like go get them bachelor sort of attitude, and you just start like hitting on this girl, Stellar, and then you make a thing of it. And they never, from my, I've heard other people complain about it. So I'm, while I may be missing a, a, a thing here or there, uh, I, it's just really odd. They had it so perfectly wrapped up. I'm not saying they shouldn't have made another one, but but just remember that he's married would be a good start. <laughs> and, and instead he falls for this girl with like a pack of hot dogs on her forehead. It's really strange stuff, mate. <laughs> and it's what really gets me about it besides it, like everything wrapped up nicely and, and this game just basically came in, asked a bunch of questions it didn't answer, and then and then collapsed with, with Sierra, unfortunately. And and we were we were robbed <laughs> of, of, you know, some sort of explanation. But my point is, long story short, it's not so much for how I changed the ending, because the ending's fine. It's it's changing making the ending of a series better, I guess, is my attempt here. And that's just all you'd have to do is go in and, and take out the romantic thing with you and Stellar. Like she's kind of crucial to the stories, but the the love part is so not. And and they wouldn't even really have to mention the wife in the story. It could just be like a one shot standalone Roger Wilco adventure. It'd all be fine. It's just they went ahead and made him into her, and and now therefore, even though that doesn't happen at the end, now the ending is is really frustrating. It's a you know an eternal cliffhanger. So I don't know. Can you think of any game that that uh that ended on a on a cliffhanger? Like in a uh, well, I guess that's always a bad thing. Um. <laughs> but yeah, on that on that note, you know, as far as bad endings, have you ever been just completely bailed on like uh, we were with Space Quest Six? No, it was that was our um, uh, you know, I I can't claim this for my own, but I I hear tell that uh, Half Life Two or Episode Two or one of the twos of Half Life uh, ended on a cliffhanger that just never came about because, as we know, Half Life Three is legendarily non-existent. Um, but. In terms of my own personal experience, I have not so much on cliffhangers, but uh, if there was, if, if I have one more game to add onto the list of games that just didn't have an ending when you really deserved an ending, 
uh, I think I have to name Syndicate as probably my number one because I love Syndicate. It was an amazing game. You've you've all heard me talk about it at length, or not at length, but you've heard me not shut up about it in previous episodes. And it, it's such a good game, especially for its time. And it was difficult. It got really difficult towards the end. But just you know, you the the story of Syndicate is that you're you're going around conquering like pretty much country by country until you take over the world. And, um, you know, each time you finish a level, there's like a parade in the streets, like a dark dismal. It doesn't even look very happy, but there's just like a dark celebration in the streets and a blimp flies overhead. It says, you know, uh, welcome to the dawning of a new era. And it's all really kind of ominous more so than uh, happy. So finally, you get to the final level, you finish it, and it's a really hard level, like really difficult to beat if you uh especially the first few times you try it and finally you win and then it plays that same clip the you know the same old welcome to the dawning of a new era and then whereas normally it would move on to the to the map screen again it just fades to gray and that's it like i can't remember if it even says congratulations or not the most you will get would have been congratulations. And I'm not even sure if it gave you that. I think it just sort of like faded to the best of my recollection. It faded to gray and that was just it. It's like the equivalent of like being thrown a towel and called a cab (laughs) 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 with no eye contact. Just get out. (laughs) The game just uh, treats you like, (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. The only way to expand on that is, is filthy. I'll, I'll leave it there. But um, yeah. yeah, that's it. in other words, the game makes you feel like a slut is what I'm trying to yeah. say. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore now that I've spelled it out. Bloody hell. Oh, sorry. And I, I should also say because people, uh, you know, especially amongst classic gamers, everyone's going to complain about me not mentioning this one. So I'm mentioning it. I just never actually played uh, Monkey Island 2. I heard... I know what the ending is. I just um, not well enough to really describe it with any real accuracy. I know it just kind of it upset a lot of the fans because it was otherwise like, uh, an amazing game from what I hear. I I admit I haven't played it, but um, it basically it, it basically comes down to the entire game might have been make believe. I feel like you specifically probably wouldn't like that because it's almost a prelude into what Thimbleweed became. <laughs> Which uh, obviously, obviously, I love, but it's like uh, like they kind of looked in the old rule book and were like, hmm, "Remember when we just insinuated it was all whatever? Let's actually just have somebody make it all whatever." Um, which I do love the ending too. But you you've already kind of alluded to this, so I'm just going to really just throw this one away, but just throw it out there. Uh, I've mentioned before, but it's been quite some time ago now since I've mentioned it. But I I think that the ending of Loom is perfect. I I'm glad that there's no sequel. I'm glad it didn't end any differently. Uh, Loom should be one game as it is. It's perfect. I refuse to have any change or addition to the end as it is right now. So I know a lot of you are thinking Loom. I disagree (laughs) categorically. Anyways, moving on. That Um, was venomous. (laughs) Like if I wanted to say something about that, I would not now. Yeah, that was terrifying (laughs) me. I've already had my go at it, but but for anyone else, they're like, yeah, never mind. He's bloody serious about this. Um, <laughs> I will cut you. Well, I'll segue into a quick one. 
this this ticker take looms place because the dig um the dig has an ending that, that just simply it's not a bad ending but it, it calls for a sequel like very blatantly um the, what do they call it sequel baiting i'm not sure <laughs> i'm sort of baiting um cliffhanger yeah there we go that's a much less sexual okay. way of putting it yes um <laughs> So, buddy, you meet the, you get to the end. Spoilers for for the dig. You get to the end, and, and and there's and before you step into like a triangle for some reason, there's an alien. And by the way, there's way too much geometry in this whole game. It's just too many bloody shapes and shape based puzzles. I love the game. The story's awesome. I've said before that the movie Armageddon. The script for that should have been the dig script. It's really good. It was actually oh, good point. It was actually written by Alan Dean Foster, I believe his name is, and he wrote a lot of great uh, Star Wars books and things. Um, I think that that's that's. I said that to give him notoriety. I don't. I can't validate any of it. Anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> but um. So so how it ends? You you, you meet the, this great alien force because you are on a, a planet that blatantly has life on it. You just can't find them yet, and throughout the entire game. So it's not a big spoiler to say you find him. Um, and literally, the last two minutes of the game is all this guy gets. And he basically just says that, you know, that I'm glad we met. And together, humans and us will, will make, will do amazing things. Like, it's a very grandiose statement. He's, he's basically saying, like, hey, wink, wink, you know, we're basically going to come back to Earth with you and, like, enlighten the entire human race. That's that's mm-hmm. the vibe. And and it's cool if it was going to be a sequel, which they, they tried to make, um, and it never got finished, but point is is that that's just a game that like like some people think loom is not me bloody take it easy mate um that's a game that i think really does need a sequel because it's a pretty it's a pretty exciting ending and you really at that point i really love the story so you really kind of care what happens and you almost feel like the best part's yet to come like the bit where the aliens Mm -hmm. come to earth with you and we all have to deal with that and and see how that goes down that almost sounds as fun or more fun so anyway (laughs) this is a game that needs a sequel Okay, so um, I I'm not sure because there is a lot of editing that goes into each of these episodes, so I'm not sure exactly what um, how how long this episode has run up until now. But I will let you, the audience, know that we have been recording for about an hour now, and we have just gotten through our honorable mentions. <laughs> so, um, I again, I don't know. I I'd like to try to keep these episodes down to about thirty five to forty five minutes or around that general area. Um, but you know what? It, it's been a long time since we've heard Paul's voice and it'll be a little while before you hear my voice again. If we run a little bit over time, um, I think we might as well just run a little bit over time. So, uh, sorry if we dragged our throwaway entries to the hour mark, but now we're going to get to the actual answering the question (laughs) and the point of the show, which is if you could change the ending to any game, which game would you choose and how would you change it? The best part is without your direction, we would have never gotten here. And then ironically, <laughs> the episode about endings being shit or non-existent, this podcast would have never addressed <laughs> the bloody question and had no ending. Oh, I wish I could change the ending to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so while you're gone, I'm going to have to actually take some notes for these bloody things, huh? All right. But anyway, do you want, do you want to kick it off? Um, I'll I'll go first just because mine is probably um, the one that's going to upset people the most. And I'm going to say right now that the reason why I kind of thought this would kind of be my headliner entry in this is because I actually don't even 
think the original ending is bad. I actually really like this game. If you listen to last week's episode, uh, we talked about Leisure Suit Larry, and you know I've said on record that Leisure Suit Larry 1 I really liked. And thankfully we did that episode last week because that's what brought it fresh into my mind for when I had to think of an answer to this one. And so, you know, uh, you were there in the brainstorming when I was um, thinking over ideas. It took me a while to come up with something that I was satisfied with. And in the end, I was sort of like, oh, wait a minute, uh, you know, because I was just thinking, happened to be thinking about the last episode. And I thought of Leisure Suit Larry. I was like, you know what? As much as I like Leisure Suit Larry, I think if I was going to change an ending, I'm going to change that one. And here's why. What I've always interpreted as the point of Leisure Suit Larry in the first game was that Larry Laffer was a loser. He wasn't this sleazy kind of thinks he's a player kind of guy. He was just, he was a loser. Like he knew he was a loser. It was on the evening of his um he he was 39 turning 40. It was the last day of his 30s and he was a virgin and he wanted to prove to himself uh, that he wasn't a loser and he could the, the only way for him to really feel any self-worth was to lose his virginity before he was 40 because that was um, especially at that time particularly that was the that was the mark of a loser is that if you were a virgin especially into later in your life uh, especially if you hit 40 and you've never you know uh, been with a woman or whatever you're into and dogs you had to go there <laughs> I didn't think the. <laughs> I I didn't think you'd leave me so much silence. I, I thought it was just gonna be like a little <laughs> Easter egg of a statement. It was it's like when the whole bloody restaurant goes silent before you toot or whatever. <laughs> you you said whatever oh, we're into. Nobody judge me. It's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm laughing at you. You might should be um, judging if I was telling the truth, though. That is, that is maybe like call the authorities sort of thing. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, it wouldn't be for me to judge. It would be for the judge to judge. <laughs> um, so I um, and like I said, it, it was it was good because I like the focus of that game where it's you know that kind of American Pie kind of thing where it's like, well, we have to or Larry has to lose his virginity before he's 40 and he goes about and he does that. And that's his goal. And that's what he accomplishes by the end. Very straightforward, very focused. And it's all the better for that. But I, I really read up a lot on screenwriting because I was at one point an aspiring writer and I've read all sorts of different um, things and books and essays on uh, story structures and uh, plotting and um, uh, screenwriting and stuff like that. One thing that was mentioned was that, what the character originally wants turns out to not be what the character needs. And the the story is about the character in pursuit of what they want and finding what they need. So I think it would be interesting if Leisure Suit Larry on, you know, he has to uh, prove his self-worth by getting laid. But by the end of it, he doesn't and realizes that he doesn't need that to prove his self-worth, that he can still be proud of who he is without having to, without having it be about sex. And I think that would just would have been uh, an interesting, different take on the story, not saying that the first game, the original ending wasn't already a pretty 
perfect unit in and of itself. I just think that this could have been pretty interesting. I would have liked to have seen if they had tried going that direction. I really like. I, I, we didn't discuss this one ahead of time, so I'm, I'm hearing it for the first time in, in genuine kind of awe. Because that that's really cool for, for two reasons. I I like that a lot better. Like you said, the game is fine on its own. I wouldn't have said in a million years something was wrong with the ending in that game until mm -hmm. you've said what you just said. Um, but it, there's two things about Larry. I, I like the games, but they do to me have a kind of like plasticky vibe, like a shallow kind of vibe. And I don't mean ironic. I really don't mean. Uh, like the context of the game. I, I know because it's sexual and punny that, that it can be considered hollow to some people who don't like that. I'm well into that stuff. That's great. I know that, that's totally fine. <laughs> it's just like the, the substance, like the fulfillment in playing those games just for me personally, while I do like them, isn't as much as some of the other Sierra counterparts. And that that that, that almost kind of answers why, in a sense. Like, uh, it's easy to feel unsatisfied when when the, when anything, just you just get what you want, uh, sort of thing, instead of finding what you need. And I can relate to it, especially, I'll keep this body short, because I don't think anyone's seen this film, but there's a movie called Ugly Dolls. My son loves it. I've had to watch it like 50 times. It's kind of a Toy Story knockoff. Point is... Throughout this whole journey of this film, I was just thinking this the other day, throughout the whole journey of this film, it's basically, you know, the, the doll who came to life wants to find a, a, a real human. There's a lot of Toy Story shit ripped off. But throughout the whole journey, like, she learns that she's, like, actually beautiful as she is, and the friends around her are well good enough, and, and like, that's what you need. It's like, you know, I was, I mm -hmm. thought the ending was going to teach kids, like, you know, sometimes what you, what you, you know, everything's right. Everything that you need is already there. Stop, you know, always trying to find better and better and stop and stop and appreciate what you do have. And then at the very end of the movie, if, if five minutes left, they, she finds a girl through some ridiculous plot thing. And I was like, uh, I don't know. If that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right message. Like it almost, it didn't make sense for her to even leave her friends. Like even that part of the film felt weird. It's like, but those are her mates. They've been through this whole journey with them. And she's just like, okay, fuck off. Here's a strange kid. <laughs> Like it's it's really weird, and until you put it in such nice wording, I didn't realize that's that's the same problem with that. Is that she she got what mm -hmm. she wanted, not what she needed, and, and it left me feeling unfulfilled. So I bloody relate to that, right? Through film and other media. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean that that's basically it. I I just think like imagine how subversive that would have been um, if, especially at the time it came out, like the eighties, it, it was perfectly in tune. To have a game like this where it's really okay i need to get laid and he gets laid and that's fine and like i said i have no complaints about that in any way especially given the context of the time that it came out in but just imagine how subversive it would have been if a game in the 80s said like hey you know what you turned 40 you're a virgin but that's okay that's not what determines if you should be happy with yourself he should have done something he should have like you know there should be something that it leads up to in the end to make him feel that way but you know, he should have, I think it would have been interesting if he found something, like found a different ending that made him feel good about himself without needing something like just, oh, I had sex. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And actually, here's another thing that I just thought of like right now, um, because one of the things about Leisure Suit Larry 1 is that, you know, you do have the opportunity from very early in the game, as long as you have enough money to pay a prostitute to have sex with you. As you do with prostitutes, I guess. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, and he says, like, okay, even though it was, you know, your goal to, uh, to, to have sex before you're 40, he said, you know, just having to pay for it was very unfulfilling and it doesn't really, you know, fill the void. It doesn't, you, you know, you didn't really feel like you earned it kind of thing. 
so it goes to show that he you know he has more to it than he has more invested than just the sex as a physical act. He needed to prove himself that he could like you know win somebody over, right? Right. But how does he win Eve in the end? He gives her an apple and she sleeps with him. Bloody that apples, is, am I like, right? That was <laughs> so he the the message of the game in a certain way. If we want to spin it in this direction, and you know, I'm I'm not criticizing it. I'm not. I I like the game. Trust me, I do really like the game. But you know, they're basically saying he he should have just found he he just needed somebody hotter and cheaper. You know, because <laughs> right. it's, it's basically the same thing. You just instead of giving money, you gave an apple, and just the Eve is hotter than the prostitute. And that's the only difference between, you know, you know renting the hooker at the beginning and uh, sleeping with the hot chick at the end. Yeah, yeah. the apple's just like symbolically money. So you're basically still paying for it. Without that <laughs> apple, it ain't going down, mate. I'm sorry. It's still, there's still an exchange for services there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did nothing to win her over. No, no they might as well, they could have just been like, Bloody, you're a 40 year old version. Here's Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd, and <laughs> they're going to work this out for you. I don't know. Um, so, so it's like, it, it's not even about like losing your virginity before you're 40. It's more like just you need to score a 10 right, or you're right. nothing, right? Yeah, they take all forms of payment, including fruit for some reason. That's, <laughs> that's just, no, I, I really like your take on it. I, I, I felt like I was being a little negative. In description, so I do have to say to everyone, I do actually genuinely love Leisure Suit Larry. If I didn't, I would tell you, like, that bloody board game game that's not a board game or a video game. I won't even call it by its name. That was very, doc- <laughs> very Dr. Seuss-like there. I didn't mean for that all to rhyme. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a good one, mate. I like that. All right, I, I'm going to go with mine. Uh, I've got Police Quest 2, which is one of both of our favorite games of all time. <laughs> Why would I bloody pick on this how, game? How would you choose? How would you change the ending to Police Quest Two? You, you want you want Jesse Baines to win? No, no. But I I like <laughs> shooting him, as a matter of fact, and I think it's refreshing. You get to finally bloody shoot someone. I hate when games are just like he's in jail. Don't worry, he hates it there. Like no, I want to bloody want to end it, mate, before I walk away. So no, I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't change much of anything except for I would want some more glory to our main man Keith. I think that (laughs) they missed a real opportunity here to have Keith hashtag next Avenger or some shit. Uh, Whatever Bloody said a few episodes ago. Uh, (laughs) I want Keith to have his moment. And and what this game done was they they, they overlooked one really dramatic part of the game. There's, there's There's a main story and then a side story, right? Popular sort of way to go about it. I love it. Only thing is, is that in the main story, they're like, hey, this guy... Who you don't like? He's you know, but he's selling drugs to kids and stuff, and uh, or maybe not even kids. He's just selling drugs, and that's that's <laughs> wrong, except for in certain states where it's not, because this place is not that united. It's super weird. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, British guy shouldn't well, have said that. T- to be fair, in Police Quest Two, Death Angel is living up to his name a little bit more. He is actually killing everyone that you know and love. That's true. I, I guess, and from my point, I don't even really need to to diminish you know his criminal act because i've got something that trumps it that's right under everyone's bloody nose and that's the fact that your tiny little side story besides just getting one guy is to save an entire airplane full of passengers from a terrorist attack (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> but anyway, I guess basic point is, you know, saving like some people from dying in a plane crash compared to, <laughs> you know, a, a street criminal is a much larger achievement. And <laughs> Sonny Bonds gets to do it all, but he, Captain America over here, he's like the Boy Scout, he, he gets all the credit because in his defense, he does do everything. Even though Keith is on the airplane, he, he kind of just Keith's off. And uh, <laughs> that should be a new term. Why don't you keep off, mate? Um, he, at one point, he's like, oh, bloody, you go look in the cockpit for a cell phone or something. And, and he comes back and he's like, well, you know, Sonny, you, you saved the day again. I, I don't know if I could have done it without you. And it's like, I know. You bloody couldn't have. You don't do nothing without me. And so anyway, Sonny Bonds becomes a local hero and a national hero in one day. They never mention the plane thing. Like, it's not really part of the rest of the story. The, the, the rest of the story is just like... <laughs> That's right. They they never bring that up again. They never go back. Exactly. They're just like, hey, you know, town. Here's a key to the town. Whatever. Everybody, hero. We all love you. you got yep. Jesse, and he's like, yeah, I got Jesse. It's great and all. But did you hear about the plane, mate? Uh, yeah, I actually de-armed <laughs> like two highly intelligent terrorists. who were able to sneak firearms on an airplane. And, and... Yeah, and disarm the bomb. Yeah, and disarm the bomb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like you, you, you stopped 9-11 like 10 years earlier <laughs> and no, and you'll never get the credit for it. Exactly. It was <laughs> that big of a deal. It literally we, prevented... We got 10 more good years of, <laughs> have, have you ever... before 9-11 thanks to Sunny Bonds. Have you ever heard of the horrible national tragedy called 889? No, you bloody haven't because Sunny Bonds <laughs> stopped it from happening. <laughs> 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 so anyway what they should have done is instead of having keith just muck off having a cigarette again even on the airplane he's insatiable uh he he, <laughs> he does nothing you know and again which is fine but like that could have been that could have been keith's bloody moment to, to save the day and and then you know if they just just give him like maybe he defused the bomb something and Sonny could have been like oh this poor sod like when i when we land mate i'm gonna tell him that you've done all this <laughs> something <laughs> but, uh, all right and I'll, I'll drop the key thing i, I would just say for the ending buddy just mention the plane thing at all like something something about the, that whole plane mm -hmm. bit i i just you know what i i think you I, I think it would be hilarious if they wanted to go that way to actually like uh give keith the credit because it's kind of funny because now that you mention it uh keith yeah he was on the airplane with you and when the when two terrorists hijack the plane, I think they're just like trying to take it to uh to go back to their home country or something like that. I don't think they're actually going to like uh um you know run it into anything, but uh, they just want to go back home. And uh, but you know they hold everyone up. They have a bomb on board. They have guns and everything, and that's still not enough to call Keith to action. <laughs> like he's still just sitting there. And if you don't do anything, he's totally fine with the events that are unraveling around him <laughs> he's oddly stoic throughout the entire situation <laughs> do you think he's like i don't yeah put a cigarette out well then he's always smoking smoking under stress but it'd be cool if actually it'd be interesting if like um because I, I know there is a way to end to lose the game if you don't do anything to stop the terrorists uh if you if you just sit there and you don't do nothing, you eventually reach their home country and it says, like, oh, well, you know, um, game over. But it would have been cool if, like, if you don't do anything, then eventually Keith is the one who just jumps into action and takes yeah. over because, like, you, you weren't going to do it, so you, you had all your opportunities to be the hero. So he eventually has to step in. There you in. go. 
Uh, that would have been cool, but it's it's but it, it's a moot point because no one became a hero out of this anyways. <laughs> yeah. They just like you said, they forgot about it. They're just like, ah, but he he killed the guy. Yeah, exactly. Here's a you know, it's like Sonny killed the guy, so he's a hero. But what what about those guys? Up, we we never like, heard here's of that. A bloody twenty five dollar gift card to Applebee's. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It, it's like that never reached the news, you know. <laughs> it was like swept the bodies under the rug or something. And but the game's devilish because you know we both probably played it multiple times. It, it it takes a while for that to even click. For, well, you know, I can speak for myself, sort of thing. But it takes a while for that to click, really. Where it's like, well, you know, wait a minute. What about that whole plane fiasco? That was a that was a mess. <laughs> well, I took care of that really nicely. And, and yeah, so I, even I like your way to do it though. Like you said, if you do nothing, Keith does it. Because I mean, come on, Sarah. We, there's plenty of chances to die in the game. You can just you know let this one go, bloody hell. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that way, it's like Keith can either have his moment, or you can be you know as greedy with Sunny as you want and take it all. So so that would have been a good mm -hmm. way to do it. But I I I approve of this. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if I at the end of it, like you kill uh, Jesse Baines. And the ending is all like a big celebration for Keith because he stopped yeah, the terrorist. That would be awesome, yeah, because you the player's gone through <laughs> two games worth of being Sunny Hunt looking for one guy. This 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 bloody yeah. useless guy who does nothing the, ever, yeah. like trips a terrorist by, by accident and saves the day. You're like, what the <laughs> hell? It's like yeah. I mean the, the rest of the game still happens. You like kill Jesse Baines and everything, you like uh, save your wife. Then you climb out being all like, Yeah, I stopped the bad guy, and you're like, Hooray, three cheers for Keith. He stopped the terrorists yeah. from blowing up a plane full of people. You know? <laughs> that would be awesome. Be like, guess what, Sonny? Now you're Keith's partner. <laughs> the end takes your plane, please. Uh, be great. I would have loved to see it. I would have loved Keith to get his own little spin-off series, too. Keith's Quest? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in fact. And I hope... Now that you birth that into the universe, it's somewhere in some other dimension of reality. That is a thing. Maybe even instead of Police Quest, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> Julia, stop working on Crimson Diamond. Work on Keith's Quest right now. Maybe, maybe I don't know. He could like he sees like a wanted sign for like a new Robin, and he goes up, meets Batman. I don't know. I really want Keith to be a superhero for some reason. I just feel like I feel like he, you know he's, he's the Hawkeye we never got. <laughs> Yeah, he really is a buddy Marvel Defe man. De defeating villains with secondhand smoke. <laughs> Over time, you could get cancer. Long after I do. <laughs> now just wait 70 years for victory. <laughs> Your medical bills are going to be so high. <laughs> You're going to have to commit more crimes just to afford to pay your bills. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, Keith, you bastard. He, he, is, he is the gaming world's Loki. We, you know, he's a bastard, but we love him. Uh, anyway. Abusive well, relationship. Yeah. That, was, uh, that, was, that was good. I, I, I approve of those changes. <laughs> we do, I think we've done, we've done some good work here yes. today. Um, yeah, I think there, I think we can wrap this one up. I think there's nothing else to say, uh, except to say that, you know, we haven't played every single game out there. We haven't even played all the popular ones. If you're thinking of a game that you think deserves a better ending or that you think, um, just, uh, 
needs a different ending for whatever reason, you know, uh, write comments, emails, let us know. We're on Facebook, Classic Gamers Guild. Uh, we have a Facebook page and a group. Uh, find us on Twitter at the CG Guild. We have uh, an email address, mail at classicgamersguild.com. If you want to send us like hate mail, um, you can kind of do that. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but I mean, I'll take anything at this point. Uh, but until, uh, <clears throat> but otherwise I think that's about it for today. And like I said, this will be the last time you hear my voice for a little while. I will still be doing a little bit, uh, behind the scenes in more of a, uh, um, in, in more of a consultant capacity. I will be helping Paul a lot with, uh, as he needs in keeping the podcast going, uh, in my absence, but I, I will, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I will be, uh, I will be taking a little bit of time off from being an on-air presence on the show. So I will, uh, but I will be back. So I will hear for you will hear, but I will be back. So you will hear from me before long. We'll miss you, mate. I will try and keep you, the listeners, as entertained as, as possible. We'll get on guests. We'll talk about ridiculous things. And we'll get through this in, in, until until Daddy comes back with milk and bread or whatever. <laughs> I, oh, that sounded I, weird. I just, <laughs> I'm just going to the store for cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Can't even get mad at all. <laughs> all right, yeah. So anyway, everybody, we love you. He'll be back soon. I'll make sure bloody that. And he'll play Kathy when, Rain yeah, too yes, when he comes yeah. back. Uh, but I, <laughs> but I, I will keep you entertained <laughs> and listen for some awesome guests and whatever. Um, even if it's me with like a sock puppet, <laughs> uh, so gonna, I, I will diverge into separate personalities if I have to to keep you entertained. I, so we'll yeah. be fine. I, uh, I I will be back whether you like it or not. But I I really am looking forward to seeing Paul at the helm. Uh, I, I think, the, like I said before, I think it'll be a really good learning experience for both of us. I think there's a lot I can learn from seeing a Paul run show. I think Paul can learn a lot from um, dabbling a lot more at the behind the scenes stuff that I've been taking care of. And I think uh, in the end, when I do get back, I think we'll be like 10 times better for it. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, <laughs> until then, we love you a lot and, and Rip will miss you. I can't wait for you to come back already. You know, if anyone had initially been sad to see me go, now they're like really wanting me to just shut up now. <laughs> you're like, just, just leave. Just get it, get over it. Just get it over <laughs> with. Just leave now. We're done. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks everybody out there. I, I bet, you know, um, this has been a great time and I will see you very soon. Don't do a murder. Mm -hmm.